1: The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company.
2: Oh yeah! Last off-season edition of Vikings Vent Line. What's going on, guys? Executive producer Declan Goff here to bring you one more trip around Vikings Vent Line with some loyal Vikings fans before the regular season kicks off one week from today in Cincinnati. Then we'll have the regular edition of Vikings Bentline. Back in action with Mackie and Judd and myself the moment after the Vikings game ends. We will start up a Ventline show. It becomes your show. We bring you on the screen with us. Uh, we give you a space and a f- and a, and a forum to either complain or brag about something that happened in the Vikings game. Uh, Vikings Ventline rolls in after every single Vikings game and also our off season edition, which now comes to an end uh, after today. My guy Okuni and Siraj will be in here in just a moment uh, to break down some Vikings offseason discussion before... Uh, we get into that, though. Obviously, yes, this is Vikings Ventline Line, powered by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. Don't settle in life, get Surly. And enjoy Minnesota's finest IPA, the Surly Furious, wherever you get your local beer. Check out the local tap room as well. Uh, surly Brewing Company, proud sponsor and the presenting sponsor of Purple Daily and Vikings Ventline. Line. We appreciate them. Don't settle in life, get Surly. And also, a uh, big thank you to the Minnesota Lottery, because Vikings fans, you got to get pumped because it's game time with the new Vikings scratch games from the Minnesota State Lottery. Playing, you could win up to $100,000 with their new $5 game. Just say "Skull" and I'm in to Vikings scratch games from the Minnesota State Lottery. There's $5 games, there's $2 games, there's holographic designs. You must be 18 older to play. It's I'm in, Minnesota Lottery for Vikings scratch games. Alright, enough of uh, some logistics here. Let's get my guy Okuni and Siraj up on the screen here. O'Kuni, you're a veteran of Vikings Vent Line. That I know. This is the first time you're going uh, on the off-season edition. So, Raj, you just discovered uh, Purple Daily. So thank you for uh, discovering us here in the last month or so.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, man, and O'Kuni, thank you for uh, hopping back on, man. It's been a while since we have talked. How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. You know, thank you for having me back on. It's the last one I had to get back on. Nice, dude. Know, so.
2: Well, I appreciate you uh, guys taking some time out to uh, to do this here on Vikings Ventline. Like I said, this is the last one of the offseason edition before we uh, kick back up the regular season one with Mackie and Judd and myself. We'll be live right after Vikings games. Um, after every single conclusion, we'll be right here ready to rock with you guys. So uh, I sent you guys some prep notes. And I've been asking a lot of Vikings fans kind of the same questions over the last month or so as we uh, complete the preseason and training camp winds down. And Okuni, I'm going to start with you here, man. Um, what do you think after the draft, after this training camp and the preseason games? Are you still confident or are you having uh, some second guesses if the Vikings can be a playoff team in 2021?
0: I'm a little confident, but the second guesses are kind of taking over with the depth issues and the way that our offense was looking during the the preseason. It just wasn't looking good. And now Irv Smith Jr. is out. Like, it, it, it's crazy that we thought that the defense was going to be what we would have to worry about this year, but no, it's the offense that I'm more worried about. You know, I'm, I'm really, I think we're going to have a a pretty good defense, but you know, I I would say I'm at a six, six out of 10,
2: six and 10. All right. Dang. So yeah, you are uh, having some second guesses there. I, I hear you. It's kind of funny that now with Herb Smith out and, and look, you know, it's not, you didn't lose Dalvin, you didn't lose Kirk cousins, but you lose your tight end and now all of a sudden just that's one extra piece that you don't have at your arsenal. And now there are question marks. I know they made the trade. You know, they're trying to fill that need. Uh, maybe Tyler Conklin does step up. But now all of a sudden there are some second uh, some second guesses on the offense. Uh, Siraj, what do you think, man? Uh, after the draft and what you've seen from this preseason, do you think the Vikings can be a playoff team in 2021?
1: Yeah, I'd say I'm a little bit more confident than Okuni, but the last few weeks definitely have me a little bit concerned. Uh, the bar injury is a big one for me. It's a little bit of a mystery. I know, um, you know, Irv, I mean, I think that's a huge loss because he's about to break out, but, you know, health pending, I think the rest of the offense is is really confident. I, I think Judd said last month that J- Jefferson looks ripe to take another step. I think the offense will start slow, but hopefully hit their stride and, and I really do think the defense has gotten a lot better. So, uh, you know, the, the bar is a little bit lower. Hopefully you're not in any shootouts like that Saints game last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm decently confident. It's kind of just health-related uh, things I could throw things off. So, knock on wood.
2: Yeah, a little impromptu question here. I'll go back to Acuna for you. Uh, what, what do you. What do you think about Christian Derisa? Um Now all of a sudden, probably isn't ready for week one. We really don't know. We'll probably find out next week when the injury reports actually start becoming official and coming out. But what's your thought on Christian Derrissaw and if he's not ready to go on that offensive line?
0: Well, when we drafted him, I was like, oh, you know, we got our left tackle of the future. Mm -hmm. You know, let's go. But then he hasn't played. He hasn't practiced. Now he had to have another surgery. And and, and now we don't know when he's going to get in. I think you know the expectations that we have for him have to be lowered. We can't just think that he's just going to come in and then and, and you know be great from the jump. You know we have to treat him like a rookie, you know, let him you know get his ups and downs in there, and then you know hopefully next year he'll be ready to go,
2: Suraj, what do you think, man? What do you think about the whole Grish- Christian Christian Darasa situation with the Vikings?
1: Yeah, I agree. It's disappointing. Uh, I'm a little more optimistic. Maybe he can get to the point of midseason if he gets the practice reps in. that He could step in. I, I think Rashad Hill is is ahead of him at this point, just um, you know, being familiar with the roster and the scheme for years. But you know, physically, I think Darius is a guy that when he was drafted, I expected him to step in day one. Um, I kind of agree. I think you can't count on him as a full starter till next year. Uh, but really, hopefully, he can just start practicing this week, next week, and, and just get in get into the rhythm of things. Because, you know, like like Akuni just said, he really hasn't seen the field much since the draft.
2: Yeah, it's really too unfortunate. I think all of us had that assumption that when they traded back and they accumulated an extra pick and, hey, all right, plug and play, two rookies, yeah, it's a big ask. But, I mean, got to be better than it was last season. Now, all of a sudden, um, we're trying to figure out if either of them are going to be on Week 1 starters um, when the season opens up in Cincinnati. Hopefully, Derrissaw is fine and they're just taking their precautions. and. To O'Kuni's credit, maybe he's, he's your left tackle, of the future. But I mean, that that's just uh, an unfortunate question mark to start the season when everyone, every one of us, all knew that that offensive line was supposed to be the thing that we had to fix, and they appeared they were going to fix that, had fixed that in the draft, and now um, there's just as many question marks as we roll in uh, to week one. Uh, Akuni, what do you have one position group or even one player that like you're just super confident in with the Vikings this year? Is it on the offense or on the defensive side of the ball? Where are you looking at with, with one position that you really think the Vikings have solidified?
0: D-line. I think it has to be D-line. Uh, specifically Daniil Hunter. I think he's going to come back to his form in 2019. He might break the sack record. That's me being optimistic. You know, I hope I hope he does. But the D-line, you know, last year, we, we were just getting run through, you know, and it was bad. I mean, that Saints game to have Alvin Kamara score six on us, just embarrassing. But now the depth is amazing. We have, you know, the two boys in the middle, Dalvin, and then, I mean, yeah, Dalvin and Michael Pierce, and then, you know, Daniil and DJ Wanham, and then you got Sheldon Richardson and Ev Beck. I mean, that's the most, I'm most confident about them boys in there.
2: Siraj, what about you, man? What position are you most confident in? Yeah, I mean,
1: D-line is what I was going to say too. Um, I really like the ability to rotate, um, you know, Sheldon Richardson coming in fresh as like a backup rotational piece is a luxury. Um, but I'm going to actually, since since you said that, O'Coney, I'm going to say okay. safety. I think this is a uh, Xavier Woods, as someone hasn't been talked about at all in camp. Um, you know, Anthony Harris had a drop off last year, but really, I think that was him and Harrison, you know, playing a lot of um, they're, they're kind of covering those young corners. Um, Now the cornerbacks are settled with with Peterson and and Breland. I think you'll start to see the the safeties roaming a bit more. I think uh, Woods and Smith should be, you know, getting hopefully three, four, five picks each. Um, So confident about that. I know the depth is lacking, but um, compared to last year, I think the starting safeties are, are looking to rebound.
2: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting spot on the safety side, Suraj, because, I mean, Anthony Harris had such a strong year in 2019, and he comes back on that franchise tag, and you're still kind of fine with it, but it just seemed like his play... Uh, hit a wall last season, and, and that could be for a number of reasons. They had young cornerbacks. He was maybe asked to do a little bit too much, where in 2018, 2019, you know, he was in a good good position with good good cornerbacks. And now Xavier Woods comes in from Dallas, a veteran safety. And look, Harrison Smith, who just inked a brand-new contract, is still a very, very good player as well. Um, safety is a good one. Yeah, they're one injury away, I hear you. I hear you that, you know, of one injury to those guys, and now all of a sudden there's going to be an inex- inexperienced player um, on the back end of the Vikings' defense, but even on the defensive line, um, even with Daniil Hunter coming back, and now just the options. You know, look, DJ Wanam might be your quote unquote starter on the opposite side of him, but when you can rotate Everson Griffin in, you can rotate Sheldon Richardson in. Um, what Okuni was saying about the Christmas Day debacle against the Saints. I mean, I think that was the one game where. Spielman and Zimmer, everyone agreed that we can never let that happen ever again. I know other Vikings fans uh, had that same opinion right after the on vent line with us after that Saints game, and even in the offseason talking to some other fans as well. They said that will never happen again. I mean, the Williams wall was such a staunch defensive line uh, for such a long time here for a lot of Vikings fans. that They remember. And last year they were a complete sieve for like the first time in what, maybe 15, 20 years uh, against the run, which was just something the Vikings have never seen. So now you got Delvin Tomlinson, yeah, Michael Pierce in the middle there. Daniil Hunter is back. You can you'd like to hope you'd like to think that that defensive line should be able to get after the quarterback a little bit more. So uh, I I'm, I'm with you both there on, on the defensive side of the ball. Um you know I am curious on wide receivers. Um look I know Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are one and two and there's some, you know, question marks or unproven guys with KJ Osborne, DD Westbrook coming in uh, but I, I still am, I'm kind of curious with the Mir Smith Marset having a nice camp that whoever emerges with this third wide receiver set, especially with now with Herb Smith's injury, I mean Akuni, I don't know what you're thinking about, but like, it, do you see KJ Osborne? You see D.D. Westbrook? Who do you kind of see as someone who can emerge as that third wide receiver to help fill the void of Herb Smith?
0: Well, KJ Osborne had a really good camp and really good uh, uh, preseason. Uh, I hope he can step up. You know, D.D. D. Westbrook is, you know, kind of a proven commodity. So I don't know what the coaching staff is thinking. You know, let's go with the vet or, you know, let's get our second year guy in there. But I agree with you. Like, I I, I like our wide receivers. I like our depth at wide receiver. Uh, the three wide receiver set, you know, I don't know if Kirk is going to be more comfortable with that or if he's, you know, not going to like it or what, but – I don't know. I, I have confidence in our wide receiver room, you know, with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, you know, those younger guys, you know, behind them, you know, just just watch them, follow them. And, you know, you should be able to, you know, be get in there and make some plays, you know.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Suraj, what do you think, man? Is there another is there a player you're looking at as who can emerge as the uh, third wide receiving target for Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be Osborne to start. Um, at least that's, you know, the camp was great and he's up there on the depth chart. I, th- I think D.D. Westbrook's going to get better as the season goes on. Uh, I would like to see more three wide receiver sets, you know, particularly with with Herndon being new and, and Irv being out. Um, I think, you know, Kirk, when he has a time in the pocket, he can get, um, you know, really good uh, deep balls, particularly play action, bootleg. Um, you got the cornerbacks and, and the defense kind of honing in on Jefferson and Thielen. If, if you've got a third wide receiver like Westbrook or, or even Smith-Marset in on a play, two of the fastest guys on the team, return men, um, they could really stretch the field vertically. And if you get one of those to hit every now and then, I mean, that would just completely change the dynamics of the offense. So so excited to see who steps up. I think Westbrook's role is going to grow um, first couple weeks. is definitely, I think, going to be a, a little bit of a, a re-contestation uh, for him because he's been out of the game for so long.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm bullish both on uh, on KJ Osborne. Yeah, Didi Westbrook. I know had the injury coming into camp, so he's been brought around a little bit slowly. But you know, he had a connection with Keenan McCardell, who's the new wide receivers coach um, now with the Vikings when they were to, when they were together in Jacksonville. I, I don't think the, the depth at third wide receiver, I know it's unproven, but I'm excited to see who steps up. I mean, I think that'll be a fun situation. We're not asking one of those players to come in and be number one or number two. We're just asking them to fill a void on three wide receiver sets or be someone extra in the slot, some extra target in the red zone. I'm curious to, uh, to see who emerges. Uh, flipping it back over to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, we talked a little bit about that defensive line, too. Um, and they made a lot of free agent additions this offseason to fix that defense that went from being a top 10 unit for the last five years to falling all the way to 30th. Uh, Cooney, I'll start with you. Do you think the Vikings have done enough to put themselves back in that top defense, top 10 defensive status in, uh, in the NFL in this season?
0: I do. I know you don't think so, Declan, <laughs> but I do. I think we're going to be top 10 this year because our corner depth. I mean, look, Cameron Dancer now is either is he he might be a practice squad guy, you know, like our can't our, our corners is what, you know, struggled really last year. But now our depth is amazing. Our depth at D line is amazing. You know, uh, we have the two starters at, at safety. You know, if one of them goes down, then we're in trouble. I guess our biggest weakness might be linebacker with Anthony Barbie, now. But even then, I still think we'll have a top-10 defense. So, yeah, yeah, I think we will.
2: Yeah, I just have a question. It's definitely improved. I mean, my God, they can't be as bad, if not worse. Um, You, you do bring up a good point, Dantzler, man. Like, what is the actual plan there is is that because he's taking a step back is that pat p and Bashad breland is taking spots and taking reps it, it's kind of a curious case with cam Dansler. yeah yeah i, I like i hope he doesn't end up on the practice squad either i'm hoping he uh, still is able to, to move something so raj what do you think man do you think the bike's got a top 10 d
1: yeah i mean again health is the big thing but if we're healthy i i think somewhere in the five to seven range feels about right uh, bar being the question mark but but again um uh, i think some of the like second-order effects of having all those um, all those starters back and all those free agents signed. So, you know, you've got uh, a good pass rush. That means your corners have to cover for less time. Uh, that's going to help out a lot. And something that I think Zimmer's talked about before is Kendrick's really benefits from having those guys in the middle um, uh, on the run defense and, and even just kind of allowing to do QB contain. So having that defensive tackle rotation is going to be huge for him. Um, so, yeah, I think they're they're super strong. Um, certainly, hopefully, health willing can stay in that five to seven range. And, and on the back end with the corners, yeah, I mean, the Dancer situation, I think it's really um, a fact of Breland and Peterson being good. Um, I think Dancer is also – he, like, put on some muscle over the offseason. I think he's changing his play style a bit to be maybe a bit more physical corner. So that's something that could take a little time. But um, I'm still bullish on him. And, and, it's again, it's a luxury to have a guy like that as, as CB3 or 4 in year two versus, you know, starting as a rookie.
2: Yeah, uh, hopefully Pat P, you know, he might not be the player he was when he was an All-Pro five, six years ago. But I still think there's a a lot left in the tank there. And also maybe even from an off the field and leadership standpoint, um, he can really help those guys develop. So Roger, bring up a good point that Cam Dantzler, uh, if that's your third or fourth cornerback option for how well he played his rookie season, I guess that, you know, all things, if they go things, all things, if they go as planned, that is a good thing for the Vikings that Dancler is your slot guy or someone that can help out, and obviously Mackenzie Alexander being back too for his second run with the Vikes um, is is also somebody you kind of forget about sometimes too. So you know Zimmer is putting a lot of trust in these veterans that can come back in and plug and play, and and, uh, and I hope this defense is fixed. I, I I really do. I just I think going from thirtieth up to top ten, even with Daniel back and these plug and play additions, I I just think it's a tall task. But I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that it's a it's a top ten unit again in 2021. Yeah, agreed. Uh Okuni, did you? Were you about to make one other point though, too? Earlier, talking about the defense, you good?
0: Uh yeah, no. Uh, I see. You know, Cam Dancer did struggle in the uh, uh, preseason. Uh, I do agree with. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your name. Siraj. Uh, Siraj. Siraj. I do agree with Siraj. I'm still bullish on him. Uh, you know, I think he's gonna be like Xavier um, Rhodes, kind of where it's going to take him a couple years to really get into a stride. And then once he does, he's going to be, you know, shut down corner, you know, so that's all I have to say about that.
2: Yeah, and by the way, Siraj, I butchered Okuni's name like five times in a row when he came on last (laughs) season. Um, And even being a fellow Declan, like Declan, Siraj, Okuni, this this isn't like Jim, Adam, and Bill. Like, we got all three pretty (laughs) unique names here, okay? So I hear you when you forget them. Even though they're more unique, that does not mean that they're easy to remember, easier to pronounce. So I, I hear you guys on both those. Uh, I do ask every Vikings fan uh, to for a record prediction at the end of every show. Okuni, I'll start with you. Uh, are you you're, you're sticking with that six and ten, man? I know you said it earlier. Is that what you're going to go with?
0: No, I was saying I was a six out of ten. with how confident, I am. Got it. I think we're going to go either eleven and six or twelve and five. Okay. I was at the start of the year uh, after the draft started training camp. I was a solid fourteen and three, mm. but with our depth issues and everything, I think, you know, I've had to curb my expectations a little bit. Um, but I really don't think the NFC is that strong this year. You know, it's kind of top heavy. So I think we could squeeze in there at about 12 and five,
2: 11 and six. Uh, Siraj, what do you think, man? What record prediction do you have for 2021?
1: Yeah. Similar trajectory. I was probably, I would be 12 and five if you asked me two months ago, but I'm going to go 10 and seven today. Um, I think the NFC is fine. This is a playoff team with uh, the healthy team. Uh, the Saints are not a playoff team anymore. So there's a spot open right there from last year. Uh, the schedule is the one thing that kind of has me thinking you got to be a little more conservative there. You're playing the AFC North that sent three teams to the playoffs last year. You are playing the NFC West that should have sent three teams um, and you're going to Lambeau in January. Uh, and you got the Seahawks, of course, as usual. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's a few, um, uh, places they could trip up in the schedule, but but ten and seven feels about right. And I think Judd said last week, like that could win the division. This is mm-hmm. going to be a, a black and blue year. Um, so they'll be right up in there for something like the the three or four seed or or the five or six wild card if if they go ten and seven.
2: It's definitely top heavy. I mean, I think the Bucks and Rams, I w- I would assume are like one and two in terms of the uh, of the best teams, if you will, in the NFC with Stafford going over there to the Rams, and then after that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's wide open. Um and, and it, it's hard to even with Tom Brady and, and the Bucs running it back, it, it's very rare that teams just run that back and it works out in the NFL. It doesn't always work like that. Uh I, I agree with the black and blue analogy. I even with the Packers getting Aaron Rodgers reporting and everything for the last dance essentially there in Green Bay, I don't know if a team does win ten wins and ten does win 10 games in this division. Um, I think 10 wins is probably going to be the ceiling of the Packers or Vikings. You know, the Bears are are a bit of a wild card if Justin Fields is eventually steps in. And if they want to run Andy Dalton to the ground, by all means, please do it. Um, but I, I mean, the Lions are probably going to be the worst team in the NFC this year. They're going to be in the basement. Uh, and, and Chicago should be still competitive, but I, they certainly don't scare me. I wouldn't say they're a lock to make the postseason either. I had him at 11 wins after the draft and early parts in the summer. Yeah, I've, I've tempered that back to like nine wins, basically. I think it's going to be a nine and eight situation. If you can figure out a way to get to 11, 12 wins, like you guys were saying earlier, I'm all for that. And hopefully that's like a number two seed and you get at least a, a home playoff game in the wild card round. We'll have to wait and see. But that schedule is tough. Uh, I think the only good part about it, like last year when they're at the end of the season, you know, they had to go to the Saints. They had to play Tampa Bay. They had they had a gauntlet to end the year. At least with the tough teams they're playing, there isn't really like a stretch where it's like, oh, four out of five. Like, man, this is going to be tough. At least every tough team is like sprinkled like every sixth game, where at least you get the Lions right. here and there. You get you get a softie on the schedule mixed in. Um, so, luckily, I don't think there's a long period of time where it, it's going to be that. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. At least maybe until we figure out in the first month of the season. But I think nine or ten wins is probably uh, what it's going to be for the Vikings, and and hopefully that's a division win. We'll have to wait and see.
0: I do think that you know, um, you know, like a two minute drill before the half, and and you know, three four minutes uh, in the fourth quarter before the game's over. We really struggled with that last year. You know, like with a two minute drill, we're on the thirty and mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has a last drive to to win the game and then our offensive line just completely falls apart. A lot of our games last year was lost because of that. So if they can fix that this year, I think we can get to eleven games.
2: Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens to them. Eleven wins I mean. Eleven wins, yeah. Yeah, if they get to 11. I think that's for sure a division championship. I mean, like I don't see then the Green Bay winning 12 and the Vikings being that other wild card team. I think that's just going to be. I think it's only be one team, most likely, maybe two, maybe two get in from the NFC North. But I think whoever's the winner and then the NFC, the rest will just kind of fight for those last few uh, wild card spots. Whoever ends up in second place, uh, I do like to give each guy uh, a shout out here. Okuni, I'll give you a 60 second shout out for one last take or anyone you want to shout out here before we uh, wrap on Vikings vent line.
0: Uh, I want to shout out my family, you know, my mom, especially, you know, Um, I want to shout out my girlfriend. It's our three year anniversary. I love you, babe. Uh, Thank you for letting me do this show today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I want to shout out you guys, you know, you guys are the most interactive show that I've seen on, you know, you anywhere. You know, and, you know, I just, I just appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys for letting us, uh, you know, us fans get on here and, you know, be able to speak our mind a little bit. And, and this community is a really good community. So I enjoy. Thank you.
2: Hey, I appreciate that, Akuni. You know, that yeah, we like this Ventline line show to be your guys' show and give you a platform here. And, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun, especially on YouTube in the last uh, year or so with, with Mackie and Judd and myself. We have discovered a new audience and we've given people a lot of space to, Talk about the Vikings games and I'm really appreciative of all that. Uh so you're telling me off, Mike, that you just discovered us, right? And just, just in the last month or so?
1: Yeah, so I was gonna give a shout out to my friend Cameron who recommended. <laughs> uh I listened to you guys. Um and so yeah, that's kind of like I've been saying that the last month has been um ever since um uh, you know, ever since uh, the, the the Kirk Cousins press conference about the plexiglass is kind of what uh Brought me into it. Judd had some good takes there. Um, and I think that I want to shout you guys out for not just kind of volume of content, but variety of content. Um, i never felt like, Oh, there's a, <laughs> I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting for Vikings news. No, you guys got something, uh, whether it's vent line, um, whether it's purple after dark or, or, you know, something else. Um, I think like the, you guys did a great job this week, covering the roster cutdowns, the Irv injury, the trade, breaking news on air. Of Griffin getting cut resigned, so yeah, um, I think it's been great. I'm excited uh, to uh, listen to you guys in the season for the first time and, and thanks so much for having me on as uh, a new listener.
2: I hey, appreciate you guys. really appreciate those kind words and supporting purple daily. Um for anyone who is watching or listening to this right now, uh, if you're watching, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel as these two do just elegantly put out. We put out seven days a week content. We'll also have some bonus episodes and fun things that we'll be announcing here. Uh, next week, just this coming week, right before the season starts. So we'll have some extra shows baked in uh, as well on our YouTube channel and our podcast feed. So stay tuned uh, for that. And again, we are one week away from football being back in our lives. So technically like four days away. If you continue, if you want to count the Thursday night game kickoff in Tampa Bay, Um, football's back last sleep last Sunday, last weekend without football back in our lives. And I'm very much looking forward to it as a twins fan we had to watch this baseball season. I, I, I'm ready to get hurt again by a new Minnesota sports team, or maybe surprised, one of the two. But regardless, I'm glad football's back. I'm glad football's coming back here. Likewise, man. Well, I appreciate Finally. you, dudes. Uh, please hop on the show uh, during the season this year, obviously. I'll gladly get you guys on. And, uh, yeah, when we talk next week on Vikings Ventline, it'll be a full show, Mackie Judd and myself. Uh, talking purple and talking with you guys, the Vikings fans. And yeah, hit that subscribe button. Also, our second YouTube channel, Score North MN. We talk wild and twins and Timberwolves and other Vikings conversations on there as well. Uh, for Okuni, for Siraj, I'm Declan Goff. Thank you guys, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Purple Daily.